Welcome to the Brain Gangster Podcast, where we discuss mindful lifestyle techniques on topics such as sex, food, fitness, life, health, love, and soul. I'm athlete and mindful lifestyle coach Stacey Turris, here with my co-host and partner in crime, the mindful money maestro, Miss Carrie Treadway. How's it going, Carrie? Hi! Hello, everybody! Welcome, welcome! Wow, you sounded a little bit like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> welcome to my fun house! Yeah, yeah. I must not have had enough sleep. That's so not Pee Wee. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so today's topic is ways to go the F to sleep. So, First off, we're going to talk about why sleep is so important, right? Because a lot of people I have found think that sleep is really just like a power of of your will. So if if you can make yourself stay up, then that's that's you're combating the battle. You're way cooler. Yes. You're like, oh, I didn't sleep. I only have four hours. Like, I don't need I don't need a lot of sleep, you know. Um, if I it's like, okay, if I can just stay up, well, a lot of people don't realize that um that you know, not sleeping does a a lot to your body. Yeah, not sleeping all 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 aspects of it. All aspects of it. But there is, like you said, there's the um, the coolness factor, like the water cooler talk of everybody. Well, I only had five hours. Like, I only had three. I like the I like the arguments that parents get in, like, or, you know, adults. I mean, Dave and I, my husband and I, every morning it's like a battle of who got the least amount of sleep the night before. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And the cool one wins that has less sleep. But... Exactly. Guess what? Your body doesn't thank you for this shenanigan. No. Okay. Now, before we jump into everything, I do want to let you guys know that this Brain Gangster podcast is brought to you by Brain Gangster Beats Brainwave Entrainment. Brain Gangster Beats is a natural and super cool way to tweak your brain. So just listening to Brain Gangster Beats using your headphones or earbuds can actually change your brainwave activity which is directly connected to your state of mind using brainwave entrainment, which is the process of externally presenting frequencies to the brain, allowing it to synchronize to those frequencies. And why is that important? Because as a special surprise today, we're going to be sharing a coupon code later on in the show for a free download of Sleep for Chattery Minds off the Brain Gangster Beats for Sleep Brain Entrainment series. So, awesome. I'm excited. I love oh, it. I? Oh, my God. What? I'm just excited. Oh, I thought something <laughs> happened. Okay, no. let's jump in. So, Carrie, just like we were talking about, we all know that we feel like shit when we don't get enough sleep. But like we said, a lot of people don't really understand that feeling like shit is really just the tip of the iceberg compared to what's actually going on in our bodies. So let's start off by talking about why is sleep so important? Well, I'm going to start with one that is very important, and that would be weight gain. And like we were saying, how we all think we're so cool if we don't get enough sleep, and we all have these aspirations to be exercising and doing the best for our body and getting as much accomplished during the day, that lack of sleep is not going to help us in the weight gain category. 
Um, we know that it, it affects the hormones, and I had to look this up to make sure I said it right, but the hormones such as ghrelin and leptin. Ooh, um, those, those sound I like know. angry hormones. I know. They're like, they're like, I'm hungry, I'm ghrelin for some food. <laughs> what, do those, what do those hormones do? Just like they, stimulate the appetite? They, they stimulate your appetite, and so um, not getting enough of that sleep affects those hormones. So if those are out of whack, your body has no idea whether it's hungry or tired or just ghrelin for some food. You know what's so crazy? Like, you know I go to sleep super early, like honestly 8 30 is about yeah the max but sometimes I'll wake up like at 10 o'clock at night after I've been asleep for a couple hours and I am ravenous like I get uh, I literally like rise out of my bed and go to the fridge and just eat whatever is in my face and then go back to sleep and I wonder I have to look that up I wonder if that is why because it's almost like I disrupted a sleep cycle or something in that Grelin, that ghrelin's like I'm hungry. The ghrelin kicked in. Okay, yeah, cool. it does. I mean, if you're going to bed at 4 p.m., your body's like, I don't even know where where we're at, what time it is. I'm ghrelin for some for some gelin. I don't even know. <laughs> um, but thinking of weight gain, also think of just something that's very simple to think about if you actually put a thought to it is that lack of sleep equals lack of energy. So if I am tired and I don't have any energy, I promise you, even if I am able to make it to the gym, my yeah. quality of workout is going to be lame and yeah. it's not going to be an hour. If it's normally an hour, it's not no. going to be anywhere near that. And it's going to be just like, I'm there because I'm supposed to be there. I'm not going to be getting that quality work that I was looking for. So the weight gain is going to come into play from things such as the ghrelin and you don't have any energy. So yeah. you're not going to go do anything really cool yeah, and, and stay no. physically I active. Mean, just getting to the gym. No, thanks. Yeah, no, you're like, I'm tired. I just want to lie on the couch. So there went your exercise. Okay, cool. Um, you know what else? It also gives you a greater risk of a heart attack and stroke, which I did not know this. So this was surprising to me because... You think of these kinds of things of, you know, your your diet, what you're eating or genetics or whatever it may be. But I personally wouldn't associate that with a sleep deprivation. But we know that that um, contributes to long-term increases in inflammation levels, which inflammation oh, levels yeah. are terrible on many, many, many levels. Oh, my gosh. Inflammation is just like the heart of disease, right? It's, the, it's such a it, bad word. It's, it's the catalyst for so many bad things. And it's almost like anything that we do that our body does not vibe with causes inflammation. You know what I um, would associate it with I'm much like when a cat gets scared in its fur um you know like <laughs> literally a scared cat how it's like how the fur like all pokes out right yeah. that's what our body does when we're messing with it it's like ah I'm inflamed it's like Psh. yeah that's not working out that's not working out it's not a good idea okay so imagine this inflammation going on you're not feeling good right you're not you're gaining weight you're not sleeping well Something else that no sleep leads to, which none of the above helps, is depression. So there's a study done in people with sleep disorders like sleep apnea or insomnia. They report significantly higher rates of depression than those that don't have any sleep issues. So adding depression onto all that stuff. Not oh, only yeah. that, it decreases your immune function. So 
like I said, like this, these little, say you're getting, you know, six hours of sleep and you really should be getting 7.30. Obviously, the older we get, the less sleep that our bodies are giving us. But even a small loss of sleep impairs your immune function. So if you're getting enough sleep, you can support your immune system enough even to fight off a common cold. So if you have this bug that's generating and you don't get sleep, your immune system tanks. Like I see it in my my kids all the time. When they when they're right on the edge, they don't get enough sleep, it tanks. But if you do, you can fight that off and you'll never even know that that flu bug was in there or that cold or, you know, anything. Right, there's no time for your body to repair. No, let's not the flu bug, the cold bug. I think the flu bug's a little more gangster, but Right, right. Well, yeah, it's got some more grill in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, this makes perfect sense. Again, these aren't these aren't things that we can't think of. When we really try and think what happens when we don't get enough sleep. But it's good to put it out there and put it all together so that we remember what we're doing when we're not getting enough sleep. But it definitely has a decrease in your productivity, your cognition, your concentration, your performance. Oh um, gosh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, it plays a critical role in those thinking and learning and cogn cognitive processes that we need. So um, there's actually many, many studies that, that showcase what happens with sleep deprivation. But, you know, there's also just um, simple studies looking at from a driving perspective. They they attune the sleep deprivation driving to the same thing as drunk driving. Oh, God, um, that does not that does not surprise me one bit. And they say, like, um, there's been many big disasters in, you know, recent history that were caused by sleep deprivation. Like, yeah. they said the the Exxon Valdez oil spill was caused by a lack of sleep. Oh so, gosh. and they've also been able to con um, contribute the fact of fatigue to over 100,000 auto crashes in Jeez. the U.S. Well, how many so, people do we know by ourselves who have fallen asleep at the wheel? Just that we know. I mean, I have a friend who's fallen asleep at the wheel three times on his own. <laughs> I actually pulled up on a on the freeway, and he happened to be on the freeway sleeping. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, dude, you you really need to get some sleep. I'm gonna need you to get some sleep. But the other thing that people don't realize is that sleep is a way for your brain to also detox. Yes. Right. There's that, there's that method of removing those that toxic waste yes. through the glymphatic system. So it's like that system's able to actually like start up and get going in the night. It's like, yeah, party. Let's clean out this toxic waste. Yes. <laughs> because that and that's the thing, too. It's like with Alzheimer's and dementia and they're finding all these things that are, you know, that are really toxic and dirty in the brain that sleep detox is something that would help with it um, well and you know like think of it like if you were if you had a party at your house when you were a teenager and you're trying to clean up before your parents got home and your parents got home early the huge mess is still there that's where you're oh, like, yeah. wait 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 i need just a little more sleep to get this all cleaned up oh yeah for sure for sure that's exactly <laughs> It's like, it's like there's freaking bottles of whiskey. Well, it wouldn't have been whiskey back then. Bottles of Boone, Boone's Farm in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your brain's like, hold up. If I can just get one more, I'll get this all cleaned up. Okay, so 
now that we've kind of gone over um, and revisited why we need to be sleeping, let's talk about how we need to be sleeping. We're going to start off with the basics, okay? These are tips that everybody knows, but we all need a little bit of reminding of. So these are like the basic ways to go the F to sleep, okay? All right. Number one, limit your caffeine. Like literally no caffeine after 12 p.m. I think a lot of people just imagine caffeine as like this this shot of energy that sort of tanks after a couple of hours. And and that's actually not true because caffeine has a half-life of five hours. So that means that five hours after you had your, you know, your last cup of coffee, half of its caffeine content is still in your system. So and it and it doesn't take just five more hours for that second and a half second half to get out. So imagine 12 o'clock p.m. Minimum of 10 hours that caffeine is staying in your body. That's a minimum. And that's 10 p.m. So that really is affecting it. And the same thing with alcohol. The thing about alcohol, people are always like, oh, I need, you know, wine to go to sleep or, you know, however, however that works. Alcohol puts you to sleep, but it also interferes with the melatonin production and with your sleep cycles. So it puts you to sleep, but it doesn't keep you asleep. And you'll notice that a couple hours after you, you know, drink alcohol, go to sleep, you're going to be waking up just like you just popped out of bed. So, oh, yeah, it definitely puts an interruption in yeah, it. Yeah, you need to allow three to four hours between drinking when you drink and when you hit the sheets. All right, all right. The other thing to keep in mind with the caffeine, too, is where it goes into that vicious cycle where you're drinking caffeine to stay awake because you didn't get any sleep the night before, and then you can't sleep the next night because you drank all that caffeine, and it's not going to clear itself of that cycle unless you make sure to put a stop to the caffeine so that you get your good sleep that following night. That's true. So um, the next one is the electronics. So it's avoiding all screens. They say like an hour before, uh, make sure you're turning off all your screens. And that's because the light that the screens are putting off is tricking your brain into thinking, it's not time for bed yet. I'm still ready to stay up and do whatever. It's so, still daytime out. It's still daytime. I see some blue light. I'm ready to stay up for that blue light special. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it's everything. It's any light in your room that you can possibly get rid of, get rid of it. They even say things like just your little clock in the corner. If it's putting yes. off light, it may, that get makes rid me of crazy. it. I have to cut. I for the from the cable box. I All of it. The even, red light that's that when you wake up in the middle night, you feel like there's an alien staring at yes. you. That's you got to turn off all those lights. And yes. if it's not possible to get rid of those lights, try and cover them with a curtain or a sheet or whatever it may be, but eliminating as much light as possible is going to give you more of that restful sleep that you actually are trying to get. I have a freaking street lamp that shines right through a crack in my in my uh, blinds in my bedroom right into my peeper. Yeah. And the amount of times that that thing has woken me up with its perfect placement is just super annoying. It is. And your body's like, wait a second. I don't I don't know what time it is. And if your yeah. body doesn't know what time it is, your body doesn't know what's going on in general. No. They're just lost. 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 I'm lost. Help me. Um, also, in addition to, um, you know, the what happens when you don't get enough sleep and there's that weight gain and aspect, 
it's also excellent to get exercise on a regular basis to get that good sleep because it gives your body that release and keeps your body physically active, but then you're ready to get a good night's sleep whenever it's time. Um, you don't want to do that like right before bed. Yeah. That's probably a bad idea, but yeah. make sure that you're getting, you know, lots of good physical activity too. But it's so true because I mean, I'm, that's one of the things that you hear all the time, you know, exercise, exercise, exercise. And it just sounds like, it sounds so blah, but seriously, the difference between me exercising and not exercising and my quality of sleep is tremendous. Like it really, truly works if you consistently exercise, you know, eat, and by exercise, what do we move? What, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, we're not talking about like marathons and boot camp classes and CrossFit classes. It's any, it's any consistent physical activity, whether that's going for a walk with your dog in the, you know, evening or a bike ride or walking through the mall, whatever. If you're getting that physical activity that exercise, it doesn't have to be that crazy boot camp yeah, class. Exactly. It's just getting your body moving. The Iron Man. Yeah. No <laughs> Iron Man triathlons for me. Right. Um, another basic one is drinking herbal tea. And that, you know, sounds equally cheesy as exercising. But a lot of these caffeine-free, you know, herbal teas will actually help you sleep. A lot of the sleepy time teas are made from the same things that the supplements are made from, like, valerian root or chamomile or all those things used to make you go to sleep so the tea is you know the tea is even more bioavailable than the supplements meaning it'll you know drinking it it goes straight into your bloodstream and knocks you the f to sleep okay so well those are yeah and it also we'll talk about this in a minute but it's also that relaxing aspect of drinking that warm tea yeah that's, going that's to help true you. get that little warm warm uh liquid in your belly yeah Okay, so those are the basics, right? Those are the basics. We've all heard those, but we're just getting reminded. Okay, now let's get a little fancy with oh, our bedtime. Oh, shoot. We're fixing to get cray-cray. Uh-huh. Unexpected ways Whoa. to go the F to sleep, what? right? Yes. Okay, so number one, and I'm all for this one. There was an Australian study that found that two-thirds of the participants who had sex right before bed, actually, it's specifically good sex, during which both partners climaxed, they got better shut-eye. So, yeah. So, I mean, think about all the, like, the funny jokes and the cards where it's like the, the guy immediately rolls over and falls asleep. <laughs> right. There's, you know what I mean? Like, he's <laughs> fast asleep. Right. But the girls want to cuddle. That's the stereotype. I am uh, not. I do not fit into this, that stereotype. I was just talking about the sleep part of it. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, this is the other thing. The, another one is sleeping naked. So, yes. so it's easy to just go ahead and have sex, roll over and sleep naked because sleeping in the nude has a ton of benefits. But mostly it because sleep actually follows your core body temperature rhythm right right so if you're too warm in bed and you have like hot pajamas or whatever your body temperature cannot drop and that means you cannot sleep so that's why you sleep so much better when you're cooler because it allows that that body temp to drop and that is the signal to your brain hey it's time to go to bed yeah and like you said, it helps with the with the other aspect that you just threw out. 
it's easier to have sex if you don't have clothes on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, but before you get naked and go to sleep in your bed, why not take a warm bath? I mean, there's nothing more glorious than a nice warm bath. Thinking about maybe putting some oils in there, whatever it is that's really relaxing to you. But if you think about it, it's just soothing and it's helping you prepare for sleep. Um, it will raise your body temperature, but it'll also prepare your body for that cool down that it's needing to go to sleep. So it's like it raises it just to, you know, get it ready, prepare it. And then it's like, all right. And then it dumps it. That makes so much sense because in my arsenal, in my toolbox for my sleep issues, which I have every single night, I can go to sleep easy, but I can't stay asleep. That is one of my things is to take a warm bath because that is one thing that will consistently get me back to sleep is if I don't sit there and lay in bed and, you know, oh, I can't sleep. Oh, how many hours do I have? Whatever. I will get up. I'll go. I'll take a bath and I can feel myself relaxed. And so now I know why. And that's fascinating. And I'm going to make my tub even hotter next time. Yes. Well, and it also is there's studies that show that it helps you stay asleep longer and get more quality sleep. So it's not just falling asleep, but it's continuing that good sleep cycle throughout the night. That's what I need. That is and, what I need. And before you get in bed to go to sleep, it's also good to have like a ritual. So your body knows, you know, like when you're a baby, you know, like you wake up, you have a bottle and it's very routine and babies follow routines. Yes. And, and big babies like me need structure like that too. (laughs) Oh, well, our bodies need that. You know what I mean? Like we need that to have a consistency. Our bodies are trying to find this clock where we're messing with it nonstop with all of the electronics, drinking and caffeine. So if we can somehow give it some consistency and let it know, okay, a warm bath is a trigger. I'm preparing for sleep. And now, you know, incorporate some bedtime rituals, whether that be, you know, reading, not something that's um, like graphic or scary. I don't think that's probably yeah, a good idea, but something relaxing. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, using oils. I love, I love to use my <laughs> lavender oils. I have some like blended oils that have um, lavenders as well as some other oils in it to make it more relaxing. And that smell in your room really just helps with, you know, like I said, it's just that preparation for sleep. Yeah, that trigger that tells your brain, hey, you're sniffing this stuff. It's about right. time for bed. It's about time. Or, you know, incorporating some yoga poses. Again, nothing um, stimulating, but like just nice enough. Leg you... up the wall. Yes. Or maybe a good, I was going to say a good twist, but I don't know if that's a good idea to do that before you go to sleep. I'm not sure. It's a little stimulating. But anything with your heart above your head is going to be something that will relax. Lake up the wall is just so freaking easy and you can do it anywhere and only look slightly weird doing it. Right. I mean, but since you're probably um, naked and in your room, it's going to look even more weird, but nobody's going to know. (laughs) 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 Naked yoga before bed. I feel like uh, that well, would... you, don't, you don't have to do yoga. You can do some journaling. You know, some people have to write their lists of what they're going to do the next day. As long as that doesn't add stress to your evening ritual. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. that is. I mean, writing a list is one of the things that even sleep doctors recommend because a lot of people will sit there and toss their to do lists around in their head before bed. And that doesn't do anything to calm you down. If anything, that raises your anxiety. So writing a list is a great idea. Get those action items done that, you know, 
write that list that you're thinking about. Just get it out of your head. And that's the biggest thing about writing things down is it, it makes space in your brain. And when you're going to sleep, the one thing you definitely need is space and not all those to-do lists and bullets, you know, taking up space. Oh, yeah. It's like a um, pinball machine. Those balls yeah. are just flying around. Exactly. Well, and this is another thing. Speaking of pinball machines, unplugging everything in your bedroom, not just turning, not just turning things off, but actually unplugging because anything electric that's plugged in is going to put off EMFs, right? Electromagnetic frequency. And those EMFs affect, yeah. affect us as humans they they make us restless it's it's not a good healthy energy that promotes going to sleep it's a chaotic energy that emfs put out i mean you, you can get into a place where there is such high emfs that you start feeling like you're being watched that's how weird emfs can get so yeah it's like a slight electrocution <laughs> yeah it's like it's like and you know how our bodies are made up mostly of energy and it's just like something that's just you know, we can't hear it, but basically to our body, you know what a fluorescent they feel it. light yeah. does. It's like, yeah, that's what it's doing. And it's like, you know, trying to calm ourselves down to go to sleep. All these EMFs are just pounding us with these, this, you know, magnetic frequencies not going to help. So unplug everything. Don't just, don't just, you know, cover it up. Unplug it. Turn that off and get that out of here. Yeah. Especially like the, I mean, just the TVs, all of that stuff. Even being in your room, it puts off EMFs. You shouldn't have that stuff in your room anyway. No, you shouldn't. And, you know, it's also interesting if you have a bunch of things that you perceive to not put off any sound, but they all have a slight hum to them. Yeah. You need that silence. That'll make your you body's crazy. Like, <laughs> no, your body's like, what is going on around me? Why You're do I right, watch yeah. me? You're like, I need to go to sleep and your body's like, something is, something's attacking me. What is buzzing? Is that a bumblebee? Yeah, buzzing yeah. and everything else. So Yeah. Well, there's also aspects to a good night's sleep when you think more of the feng shui of your bedroom. So it's putting your bed in the best possible place for you to get that good sleep. Yes. Because um, you don't want to sleep with your head under a window. No. no. <laughs> and... <laughs> and I actually have a personal story with uh, my partner in crime, Stacey, where she had me sleep in her room. <laughs> when you thought that there weren't blinds, but they were just not closed. <laughs> I didn't know where they were. And I had the worst night's sleep ever because I literally was under the window. And that's a terrible place to sleep. You, you were do under not feel two, safe. You were under two windows. It, 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 it does not have a it does not promote a sense of of structure behind you or so protection no or there's no protection safety. your energy is literally well yeah like really safety wise yes but um <laughs> but just energetically you know the thing is is that those open windows your energy is going right out so there's nothing that's grounding you or making you feel comfy or safe or anything if you're if you're um if your back is against a window and it's the same thing with your office desk, you should not have your back against a window ever, but with the, no, bed, your body can feel that your body. Yeah. Can, and, and in your bed, in your bedroom too, you should not have a shelf or anything above your head because it's the same thing. I mean, it creates that 
that you aren't consciously thinking about it, but your body energetically is thinking about. Yeah, what's your above body your has head. insecurity. Is yes, that fall off that shelf while I'm sleeping. Yes. Yeah. So if possible, get your headboard against a good wall. If you're in a small space, you, you're going to have to get some really good blinds so that you can cover those windows because you cannot be leaving your poor little naked body to have to fend for itself while it's trying to sleep. Yeah, that's true. If you just get some really good curtains, like the good thick curtains. Like the that, blackout curtains. Yes, yeah. that create like a real barrier between the window and you, then mm -hmm. you should be yeah. okay. Your energy is sensing whether there is a peaceful, yeah. protective state or not. And if you're yeah. not, your body's not going to get that restful sleep. No. Also, don't be bringing your work in your bedroom. Don't be doing that. It's a terrible idea. Yes. If you, have, if you have your work in your, if you bring your laptop in your room, guess what? It's not leaving your mind. You're not sleeping. There's no other way to put it. That's true. It just needs to be like a, 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 a zone for only great things that happen in the bedroom. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't wear your shoes in the house. Well, you can't bring your work in my bedroom. Yeah. You can sleep and you can have sex. And you can have no clothes on. <laughs> and you can be naked, but that's about it. That's it. There shouldn't be any work-related materials whatsoever. Don't be reading emails. Don't be reading it. Don't be doing any of it. You may no. think to yourself, I'm just going to check my email real fast before I go to bed. You know what? That's stirring up the pot. Yeah. What, what, energy, what energy did you just bring into your bedroom by, by reading that email? And Nothing anything, good. Yeah, if you're if it's stimulating at all, whether it's positive or negative, it's still stimulating. Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be negative. It could be fantastic news. You don't even know. Well, but, and that's why that's why you need to let your bedroom breathe too. And and the way that you do that is like, you know, all of that energy that you bring into your room and your bedroom needs to breathe and we can do it by opening windows, just letting in some light, you know, maybe get a fresh fresh breeze in there. But another way to freshen up a room's energy and get rid of the stagnant stuff and, you know, breathe in new life is, and the, the, is smudging. And that's burning sage, um, burning sage in a room. And burning sage sounds so woo-woo, but, but there is a logical explanation to burning sage, which is that research has shown I mean, it's proven that you can clear 90 for, 90, 90, 94%, 94%. You can clear 94%. <laughs> I said 94%. 94%. That's that, that good. <laughs> Gillen. <laughs> that grillin has got your <laughs> concentration not working. <laughs> anyway, burning sage, which is an herb, clears 94% of the bacteria from the air. And Palo that Santo, Palo Santo, so awesome. sage is a little, sage is a little rough for me. I mean, it's a very antiseptic smell. It's harsh. It's not like you're going to walk in thinking, you know, the house smells great. It's going to smell like something was, you know, definitely on fire, but not in a good way. But Palo Santo is a wood and it is, it has the same properties, does the same things that sage does, except it smells like you just got out of a sweet ass campfire. Mm. And what do you do when you get out of a sweet ass campfire? You go in your tent and you sleep gloriously. Yes, you do. Cause the end, because the air is cool too, right? Yeah, it's cool. There's no electronics anywhere near you. No. You know what? Maybe we should all just live in tents. 
Hey, I have thought I I would be the best hut lover ever because a I would not mind having a dirt floor. I'm totally fine sweeping dirt around. I mean, I totally could live in a hut or a tent or a yurt or whatever. Um, okay, so letting your bedroom breathe, but also there are ways you need to breathe yourself, right? There are yes. there are calming techniques um, that you can do breathing exercises. Um, and a very calming breathing exercise to do is called the four, seven, eight. And so you just do this like five or six times. You inhale for four seconds. You hold your breath for seven seconds. And then you slowly breathe out for eight seconds. So when you get in bed after you've done your ritual, do that about five or six times and your body will thank you. Now on that, whenever you're breathing out, is that more of a sigh out of your mouth or like a Ujaya breathing or what kind of, what kind of breath are you doing there? It would be an exhale out of your mouth. Okay. So slow inhale into your nose, hold exhale out of your mouth. Well, and you know, when you take that big giant breath in and you let that big sigh out, you know how relaxing that feels? Yes. <laughs> And holding the breath is so holding the breath and releasing it is just like as soon as you start releasing that breath you're holding in, you can just feel the tingles going down your body. It's the best feeling. I love that breathing exercise. I do too, but I always make a sound with mine and my husband's always like, why do you always breathe so loud? <laughs> you're like, <sighs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. So, um, you know, something else you need to think about is what your bedroom looks like. Do not be putting a bunch of crazy colors and <laughs> artwork and, you know, there's science behind what colors are more relaxing and what colors are more stimulating. And we've actually done, um, we did a, a podcast on this one already where we were talking about the colors. So it's like, you have to have those relaxing colors. You can't have crazy things everywhere because that's stimulating you whether you realize it what do you think you're used to it like my room's always in red I'm used to it well guess what your body's still not cool with it yeah I I remember when everybody was painting their houses that you know sort of Chinese red and I did a I did a um an accent wall in my living room and it didn't occur to me until like five months later when I refused to hang out in my living room that the the red paint was the source of that angst and as soon as i changed it and made it into a calming like whatever it was like neutral color i was able to hang out in my in my room again so that's in my living room imagine your bedroom imagine your bedroom if it's an aggressive color and and you know that is not promoting sleep at all yeah your bedroom just be nurturing and in, in that safe zone and you come in here with this loud, angry color that looks like the name should be called Grellin. <laughs> You're not sleeping. <laughs> um, you know what else? Which I, I think that I'm guilty of this. I know I'm guilty of this, but I'm sure a lot of people are guilty of this, is keeping the space under your bed completely clear because it, your the energy has to have a flow. So if yes. you saw boxes under your bed, and you know, whenever I was preparing for this, I thought to myself, okay, note to self, I really have to get that out from underneath the bed because it is just like that box of clothing, like from my 1997 prom. Am I really yes. ever going to wear that dress? No. I mean, I tried it on for you recently. It's yes. not cute. <laughs> I thought it's it was time for me fabulous. to let it go. You but know? that's so. true. Like that is one rule I implement 
all the time is I never have things under my bed, ever. Not under my kids' beds, not under my bed. And I always have the closet door shut and I always have the drawers closed as well because that is all stuff that That's will- blocking. Yeah. That'll mess with the, the, the energy. And it does- Well, I have it on my to-do list. Not tonight, because I'm going to get my good eight hours of sleep, but to clean up underneath my bed, because I don't need anything that's under there, let's be honest. No, and it's just stagnant energy, and where's the stagnant energy going that's under your bed? It's rising up, and it's just, you're just rolling around in it. It's not only, like, stagnant energy, but literally, like, just stagnant dust and... yeah and I mean really we just need to get rid of any extra stuff in the bedroom anything that's taking up space that doesn't you know express what you want to express in your bedroom whether it's love or relaxation or you know sweaty sex if it does not represent any of that get the clutter get out. rid of that shit get rid of it get rid of that clutter this is when it's a perfect time to give out our code yes. for the Brain Gangster Beats for Sleep. So Brain Gangster Beats, like I said, they are binaural beats and isochronic tones. So basically it changes the frequency of your brain waves depending on what you need, whether it's energy or a mood boost or sleep or anxiety. And you can visit BrainGangsterBeats.com um, to find out more about the beats. But for listening to today's podcast, Brain Gangster Podcast, we are giving away a free audio download of Sleep for Chattery Minds. So the coupon code, if you go to BrainGangsterBeats.com, you'll see a link at the top for the, for the audio download. And the coupon code is BGSLEEP. All lowercase, BG Sleep. Use that at checkout and you will get your um, Sleep for Chattery Minds audio download for free from Brain Gangster Podcast and Brain Yay! Gangster Beats. Woo! 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 All right. Well, I think we had a great, a great show. I think so, too. I am going to go to sleep. It. Yes, I know. It's about 830. Okay. Well, visit Brain Gangster, BrainGangsterBeats.com. And Carrie and I will see you back here next week on Brain Gangster Podcast. Have a good week, everybody. Sweet dreams. It's fun.